This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hey! Thumbs up or a wave or something if you're doing well. Or just stare at us. That's okay. Yeah, as well. Stare at us blankly. Act like we're not even here. Right. You know, just do you. Aubrey, did you get some new glasses? Those some blue light glasses or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she's been staring at her computer. She's like, I need something to make my eyes not be old people eyes. Um, what's up? So we're in, not the last, is this the last week of April? Yeah. This is the last week of April. Um, Extremely excited to be here. If you're joining us on Facebook, what's up? The most interactive way for you to engage with us during this is to join us on Zoom. That's where you can win win prizes. Yeah. We're going to get some stuff away here in a second. Um, And the most simple way for you to get to the Zoom is see stonestudents.link forward slash info. See stonestudents.link forward slash info. And that brings you right to our link tree account. Yeah. And I see all the great links that you've probably been ignoring. Um, and log on. Yeah. It's going to be great. Because we're about to give some money away. Everyone loves free money. Well, most people love free money. Right. Because you can't leave your house. You're not supposed to leave your house. Um, and so, you know... What do you want to do besides shop on Amazon? <laughs> That's what I do in my free time. Yeah, same here. Um, if this is your first time here, we're extremely excited that you're here. We might give you a chance to say hi and introduce yourself. Uh, I know that we've had some potential producer people join, um, and we've had, had some Carbonell people and potentially some new Maryland folk. Yeah, so everyone's coming out for the first time. Right. Trying to see what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, you're like five weeks late, but we're glad <laughs> we're here. We're still happy you're here. So yeah. excited. So <laughs> excited. So this week's game is called One Candid Odds. And the way that it works is this. So you're going to hold up a number between one and five on your hand. We have to be able to see your hand. So that means if you want to play, we have to be able to see your screen. And then on the screen, there's going to be a hand that randomly picks a number. If you choose the same number as the person on the screen, you are out. And the last person standing wins a gift card to Amazon. They have everything, A to Z. This segment is sponsored by not Amazon because they didn't give us any money. We're trying to get a sponsorship. We're so, trying. So if you guys know any higher ups in Amazon, right. let us know. I mean, you even take a sponsorship to like Casey's. So, <laughs> yes. At this point, Casey's General Store, one of the best gas stations. Right. Their pizza is pretty good. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Pizza. They do. They yeah. have one of the best pizzas. Awesome. So, 
we're going to play this game. If you want to play, make sure your screen is on so that we can see you. Um, and we'll start with round one. So remember, you're showing a hand that has a number on it. And also, you might have to unmute yourself because there's a lot of you. So you might have to scream at us and we'll try to be as gracious as we can. Um, and throwing <laughs> a hand with a number. And if you have the same number as the person on the screen, you are out. So here we go. First round. Everyone put up your numbers, put up your numbers. So three, if you have a three, you're out. So if you're holding up the number three, you are out. All right. Uh, Logan's out. <laughs> Sorry, Logan. You had one job and you go. Um, so we're going to try again. Here we go. Everyone show your new number. Four. If you have a four, you are out. Looks like everyone's doing pretty well. Right. Layton, nice of you to play with us. <laughs> Here we go. One. If you have a one, you are out. So remember, we're picking a number one through five. If your number matches the number that's on the screen, you are out. The last person standing wins a gift card. And it's, I mean, you don't have to buy something for us, but if you would like to. I mean, my birthday is Monday. Yeah. So this Monday is my birthday. You can all send me your gift cards. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Four. Four. If you're holding up a four, you are out. Awesome. We're going to keep moving here. If you're holding up a one, you are out. It's so hard to tell if he's still in. So we're going to keep going. Two. Two, 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 two. All right, everyone, new number. You're holding up a three, you are out. So I think. Uh, Layton's still in. Kylie is still in. Sarah is still in. Maddie is still in. And Guy, your name, your phone says iPhone, but I don't think I know your name. Holding up a two. <laughs> What's your name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah is still in. Jeremiah, I'm glad you're here. Four. Ethan, were you in? Or are you just jumping in the middle of the game? Yes, I was in. Now he's out. Now he's out because it was a four. Um, all right. So that leaves. I don't know what's happening anymore. If you have a two, you are out. Let's see if we can make this more complicated. Let's see. And I. So what we're going to do is you're going to pick a number one through three. 
One, two, three. Let's do it that way. See if we can end this game a little faster because it's becoming a thing. One through three. If you're still in, pick a number. One through three. Here we go. We have a two. You're out. You're out. All right. Who's still in? Landon's in. Maddie's in. Maddie's Sarah's in. Sarah's in. Did Layton get out? Wayne got out. I think Ethan is cheating because he definitely got out when it's had a four. So, Maddie, Landon, or Sarah. Maddie, here we go. If all of you are out, no one gets to get one. So, if it lands on two, you all show two. And Kentucky, Kentucky fam. If you didn't yeah. know, we have a campus, Cornerstone, in Paducah. So, Landon, um, I need to get your information so I can send you a gift card, but we'll connect afterwards and I'll make sure you get your money. And you don't have to spend it on I mean, you can't, but you yeah. totally don't have to. make a good impression. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So, so how, like, how's everyone doing? Doing great? Doing fine? No? Maybe. I'm good. 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 Awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to show this week's try moment, and then we'll get into the lesson. That worked for you? Works for me. I mean, we just spent 17 minutes playing a game, so <laughs> just go low. That's 17 minutes of their lives. Right. Go low. That's 17 minutes of lives. It's like this weird echo happening that's driving me crazy low-key. Oh, this bad echo happening. Alright, here we go. Here we go. Hey guys, uh, my name is Caleb Flesh and I am a junior at Marion High School. So, a lot of times in my life I go, go through a whole lot of trials and I end up asking a lot of questions and I ask why why me why God like why all this stuff and I totally forget what I learned uh, through the last trial I went through but um, when I go through trials this verse really helps me uh, it's Romans 8:28, and it says 
We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, which that really speaks to me because all these trials are going to help to shape and mold me and to who I am and who we are as the church. And it really helps to show me that when I endure through the tri trial, it produces perseverance and uh, works for the good of those who love God. Called 
big picture. And we've been looking at the life of Joseph and trying to take him what he does in his life. Um, dude has a very sick story. And we'll talk a little bit more about it. One of my favorite Bible stories. We talked for the last two weeks. You have Netflix. There's a movie called Joseph, uh, something about dreaming the dreamer or something. It's an animated movie on Netflix. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, don't doubt it because it's animated. Like watch it, learn something about the Bible, impress your parents. They'll be happy. <laughs> um, so we're wrapping up this big picture of Joseph and we seen Joseph go through a whole lot of things. Um, and today we're going to set up this story, which is probably one of my favorite moments of the story of Joseph. But we're going to set it up by asking this question. Have you ever tried to get payback on someone? So think about it. Someone's done something bad to you. You've been mistreated. Someone unfollowed you on Instagram, blocked you on Snapchat, something like that. Or something more seriously, um, maybe you drive and someone ran into your car or someone stole money or your dog or something. I don't know. <laughs> describe um, their dog. Describe your dog and leave. I mean, there are some dogs out there that are really cute that I might consider stealing one day. <laughs> I would never think that about a cat. That's there of the devil. So, yeah, no one would steal a cat. They no, give it right back. They'll give it back. <laughs> um, so I don't know much, but I do know. Never mind. We won't go there. <laughs> dogs are better than cats. Grumpy cat's dead. <laughs> we know that too. Um, so Luke, has there ever been a time where you tried to get payback for someone in your life or something that they did to you or your friends? So I, like, I know of a time and I don't know why I was trying to get payback, but so my friends and I, we did a lot of like dumb stuff. Like it was like anything like bad illegal, like something you go to prison for. Like you never broke into a pool? Yeah, we never broke into a pool. You know, they'll like go into like federal property or anything like that. And, I don't but, think pools are federal property. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying like, like even like small, like if you like hit a, um, hit a mailbox. Yeah, she was a prison. Yeah. If you open someone else's mail, you could technically go to prison too. Yeah. So so we didn't do anything crazy like that. But one time, there's this kid that I don't know how we've been doing it to be dumb. But we had like window paint, like, okay, go and just paint out all this kid's cars, like windows. Like he had like a brand new, like really nice car. So, like, we're just going to go mess with him. He loves his car. And so I couldn't really get the nerve to do it, but my friends were like, let's go do it. I'm like, okay, I'll sit at the car and watch if anything comes, like cops or someone comes outside, like, I'll yell, like, hey, get back in the car. And so they like, they start painting it and get all of his windows covered and it ends up getting like a really big ordeal. And like, I felt bad about it, but in the end I was like, this was just dumb. Like it came off with water, but that was the time like I got payback. I was like, this kid's aggravating me and my friends. Let's go get payback and just rub paint all over his car. It came off. It wasn't like it was like paint you put in your house. It was just car paint. So, well, I hope <laughs> you didn't put paint like in in your like house paint. Yeah, yeah. So, don't do that. <laughs> have you ever rolled anyone's house like or TP? People call it different things. Yeah, we definitely have TP. So, I think that's some stuff I used to do for revenge. Um, I think I said this before, and I don't know if I said it since the quarantine or maybe it was at Tribe Night. If you've been to a Tribe Night in person. I was like, if you've seen the movie Mean Girls, I was Regina George um, in high school. So I, if people crossed me the wrong way, I made them hate their lives and made them have no friends. So um, I don't have any like particular story of me trying to get payback on people. Um, I remember one year a kid tried to have a birthday party on the same day that I was having my birthday party. So like I made sure my like goodie bags or whatever were better than this, and then I made all of our friends choose 
whose birthday party to go to. And I told them if they didn't choose my birthday party, they would never have any friends ever again. <laughs> and so they all came to my birthday party. Um, they said to me like, I'll switch my birthday date. You're like, I'm having it on this day. Right. Like, I take the day first. <laughs> so either you can move your birthday party or you have no one at your birthday party. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, That's a pretty good ultimatum. <laughs> you're right. Um, so in the chat, someone just said, can we understand that the biggest flex right now is TPing someone's house? Like, that is so true. Yeah. I don't know if they're still out of toilet paper at the local Walmart. I hate Walmart, in case you're wondering. But I have no choice but to shop there. <laughs> hashtag so ill. Yeah, someone might be happy that you TP that house right now. Like, right. they might just like, wow, thank so, you. It's a gift. So here's a question. Manna from heaven. Manna from heaven. It being manna from heaven, since we're in a TP shortage, would you personally use toilet paper that was TP on your house if you were out of toilet paper in your house? I don't know. I'm pretty sure my family and I one time, like, we scared off the kids that were TPing our house, and they, like, just left rolls out in our yard. And we just picked them up, like, I guess we'll use these. Like, you know, some people are really bad at TPing houses. And they throw the roll, and, like, one strand falls off. Yeah. So, or, like, it will get stuck in the tree. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, there's a full roll I just wasted while it's just stuck in the tree. Right. Right. There's a bunch of stuff that can be really aggravating. Right. While trying to vandalize other people's homes. <laughs> yeah. You know, be safe out there. Um, social distance yourself from being villains in the community. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Do you. If it's not dirty, use it. Good, good call. Yeah. That's my philosophy in life in general. <laughs> it's not, it's not dirty. It's kind of like your toothbrush, you know? Yeah. It's not dirty. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I kind of have a funny story with the toothbrush. One time I said, this is another one, take it back kind of story. One time my sister made me mad. So I put hand soap, like the liquid soap on her toothbrush. And like I poured a little bit of water in it so you couldn't see it. And then she went to go use it and it was awful. I got a lot more trouble after that. But I, I remember that like very specifically. So the funny thing, <laughs> the reason I'm laughing at that is before this started, I asked Luke that same question. Hey, do you have any stories? He's like, I don't have any stories. I'm not a vengeful person. <laughs> and here he is trying to kill his sister. I'm pretty sure hand soap tells you not to swallow it. Uh, my mom put one time when I, when I was a little kid, I had, like, you get soap in your mouth and you said a bad word or mouth your parents, so you're saying bad words as a kid. I guess. I don't know. I probably said, like, stupid or something. Which, <laughs> I'm sorry, mom. Please. I hope you're not watching. But we didn't have any, like, a bar of soap in my mouth. So she literally squirted liquid soap in my mouth, which I feel like is ten times worse because that's just something that you don't get out. for right. like. So she could have gone to jail. Maybe. Ah, that's the old days. Like, you're not going to jail for that. You're right. You're right. In old days. Yeah. Old days. I mean, I'm 22, but... Hey, you're about to be 23. How's that? No. Like, 23, like, it just keeps rising. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be, like... Like, I have responsibilities now. Like, what's going on? You know, three more years and you got to get your own health insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's even scarier. So, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to adulthood. Um, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But <laughs> we hope that you learn something mm-hmm. um yeah so what are we actually talking about today so we're talking about you know payback as a essentially like and what it does because we've all been wrong like someone's hurt our feelings or maybe they like literally have done something that hurt us and it's something that we did not agree with so uh and a lot of times we'll call that payback or revenge or things like that and sometimes we will do it publicly 
So publicly we'll do it in front of others, maybe in front of their friends, maybe in front of their family. Like we're gonna do it publicly so they know what they did was wrong. Like I did for my birthday party. Like you did for your birthday. Like you let everyone know if you don't come to mind, I'm gonna ruin your life. Right. <laughs> and they didn't have the wife's wrong. I'm a much nicer person now, everyone. So <laughs> don't go tell your parents that your next gen pastor is like crazy. Um, I know they're probably already thinking that anyway, so <laughs> don't don't affirm the thoughts. But yeah, just be like, that's not true. He doesn't do any of that. Yeah, like, he broke into a pool one time. <laughs> yeah, he got lost in the mountain. Like, I just had weird stuff happens to me. Or maybe, there. maybe I knew I was going to be a pastor, so I made weird stuff happen so I would have cool stories. Yeah, yeah. You gotta I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but there's more stuff as well. as like, maybe it's a passive thing. Like, you do something, like you've heard of passive aggressive, like you do something behind someone's back. Like maybe it's starting a rumor or maybe just lying about the person and telling your friends all about it because you're like, I can't do this directly to them, but if I get something started, then I can make it really hurt them. Or maybe the last one is just in our heads. Like a lot of times when I'm in the shower, I'll play out scenarios. Like maybe something, someone said real, something real snarky to me and I'm like, I should have said this. I should have done this. And then we could have, like, I could have showed them how smart I am and really prove them wrong about it. So you just admitted to the fact that you talk to yourself. So you have it. Yes, I have that. Yes, I have that. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, maybe you do that too. But the cool thing, so my degree is in psychology. And what I learned with like things like public and passive, there's these also these two things called direct aggression and indirect aggression. So with direct aggression would be like getting in a fight or walking up to them in like a public space and like yelling at a person, telling them wrong. And that's what usually is common with a lot of guys. Guys are do a lot of um, direct aggression. And a lot of times girls will do indirect aggression, which would be like passive stuff. So starting rumors. And I'm not just saying just that it's gender specific, but if we look at, you know, the different numbers, it's we might we usually see passive, indirect go with women and then men go to public direct things. It's just it's kind of so, weird to see that. It's funny that you say that. Because as you were saying that, I was like, huh, how have I ever gone up to someone and just started yelling at them? And then I was reminded of this time, again, in high school, dumb, T.O. Um, I, this guy, so I told a story at Tribe Night about the guy that loved setting the fields on fire. Remember mm-hmm. that story? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the same guy, me and him got into this huge fight at a show gas station, like on, on one of the busiest corners in Huntsville, South Huntsville. And I remember him ticking me off so bad that I climbed on top of my car <laughs> and started yelling at him from across the parking lot. So that's direct. That was very that direct. That was very direct. Um, yeah. And people were like honking the horn and <laughs> I'm really surprised. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's good you calmed down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I think we've all, maybe not all of us have gotten payback, but have wanted to get payback. And like, it's something that kind of like, you can feel in your veins like I want something bad to happen to this person, and I want to be I want to be the one that does it. And so I think Joseph kind of has a beautiful story of where he chooses not to be, you know, vengeful. Right. Right. So to recap, if you've missed the last four weeks, or if you don't know much about the story of Joseph, like I said, go watch the Netflix movie. Um, maybe we'll do like one of those Netflix parties and watch it together. I've never done one. I've never done that either. Um, hashtag, I don't know how it works. I think I can Google it and figure it out, but maybe we'll do that. Um, I don't know if anyone will show up to that. 
don't know, like a comment. Yeah, to that would you show comment up. to that? I show do a Netflix party or something. Netflix party. Maybe uh, it's not Joseph. Maybe it's something. It's like Joseph the Dreamer. No, maybe we do another movie. Oh, maybe we do Joseph and then we do another movie. <laughs> I don't know. I think the movie's pretty clear. But um, so if you don't know much about the story of Joseph, Joseph was the second youngest of twelve brothers, um, and his dad was like a normal dad, and but he showed favoritism to Joseph. So Joseph got this really cool coat that had many colors. His brothers got jealous. His dad always let Joseph do things that he wouldn't let the others do. So long story short, his brothers tried to kill him. Then they threw him in a hole, and then they sold him off into slavery. Um, and so Joseph has been away from his brothers for a while in this story that we're about to, that we're about to pick up in the story. Um, and so what we've talked about a couple of these weeks is like Joseph was in this battle and didn't know what the next thing was. He couldn't see the big picture. He didn't know why his brothers were being mean to him. He didn't know why he was being thrown in a pit. He didn't know why he was thrown in jail at one point and he was interpreting dreams um, for Pharaoh and the king. And like, he's just the baker and what was the other guy? Uh, the cupbearer. The cupbearer. Yeah, we talked about that last week. If you haven't, if you missed the last couple of weeks, you can check out our YouTube channel. Um, you can find out about our YouTube channel by clicking the link in our Instagram bio or going to cstonestudents.link forward slash info. Um, and you can watch the last couple of Pride Nights. Or if you're more of a, I want to listen while I work out because people do that, we have a podcast where you can find us, Tribe Night, Cornerstone Tribe Night, um, on Spotify, the Apple Music, and anywhere else you can get your podcast. Mm-hmm. We're there. We're there. <laughs> Look We're us there. up. Hashtag be friends with us. <laughs> um, and so that's where we are in the story. So at this point in the story, Joseph has been elevated to a very high position in the kingdom. And so we're going to pick up in Genesis 45, verse 1, which says this. So Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, out of all of you, out all of you. So he was alone with his brothers when he told them who he was. So what is happening right now in this story is that Joseph like we said, was put into this high position. A famine has hit the land and his brothers have traveled all the way back to see Joseph and ask for food. Um, And at this time, they didn't realize who Joseph was because it had been years since they saw him, but Joseph realized who they were. And a lot of the story we're not going to talk about today, but it's a really cool story. So I encourage you to go read Genesis 45. So Joseph actually sends his brothers away and like puts, I think it was a cup or something in the bag. And then says they stole from him and took Benjamin, which was his youngest brother, back. And Benjamin had become their dad's favorite because Joseph was the favorite and Joseph was gone. So then Benjamin was the favorite. And so chaos is happening. And so we pick it up after they've come back the second time. And Joseph tells everyone to get out of the room. So he was alone with his brothers. Then he says, then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly the Egyptians could hear him. And word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my family, is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize Joseph was standing there in front of them. I mean, think about it. You go all of these years not seeing your brother. And you are the reason that your dad, at this point, probably grew a little resentful towards you because your brother's gone. And you haven't seen him all this time. And the first time that you see him again, you think he's dead. Um, the first time you see him again, he is in a position of power 
and you're asking him for food because there's a famine in the land and you have nothing to eat. Yeah. Like, what would go, like, I can't even begin to imagine what I would think if that was happening to me. Yeah, you feel like, I feel like I would be, like, I'd, like, in such a, um, like, feel like a jerk. I'd, like, just keep apologizing and apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen. It's like, you're like, and in those moments, you're like, I need to try to save myself and my family here because, like, what, like, if I was in his, like, if I was in just position, like, what would I do? I'd, like, I'd be trying to get even almost. Right. And if I'm in the brother's situation, like, you don't even, like, you don't blame him for getting even because they had lied about him and they sold him to slavery. It's like, I can't even blame this man for not feeding me right now or literally right. just killing me where I stand. Right. So we go into verse four and it says, please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. Now, I think this is an amazing verse because Joseph, through this entire thing of being sold into slavery, being beaten, being put in jail, being elevated to the level he's at now, he sees it as God doing something good for him. He sees it as God preparing the way for him. And I think that's really cool. And it's part of the big picture that Joseph is starting to realize that those things happen so that he could be in a position to help his entire family in the time of the famine. I mean, it does suck that he had to go through that, but it's kind of cool that on the flip side of it, he gets to help them. So the next, so we're going to skip to verse 10 and it says, you can live in the region where you can be near me with all of your children and grandchildren, your flocks and your herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you, your households, and all your animals would starve. And so what we see in this moment is that Joseph has the opportunity to punish his brothers for doing bad things to them, to him, but instead he chooses peace and he chooses forgiveness. He chooses to be the bigger person, to accept their apology, even though they're not really apologizing, and he chooses not to be vengeful. He chooses not to kick them out. He could have sent them back to where they came from and told them, I'm not going to give you anything. You're just going to, like the verse 11 says, if you don't stay here, your households and your animals will starve because the famine is going to be so bad. So just like Joseph, when we can't see the bigger picture, we have to choose to forgive. You see, Joseph's response to his brother gives us a powerful example of how God wants us to deal with the people who wrong us in our lives. So instead of jumping on top of a car at a gas station and yelling at people, choose to forgive them. You, you know, we may never know why they did what they did to us. They may never apologize for the hurt or embarrassment they caused us, but God calls us to forgive them. And I know on different levels, um, in different situations, different things that people sit against you, it becomes easier and harder to forgive people based on situations. Um, and so we're just keeping it very basic tonight and saying, if someone wrongs you, God wants you to forgive them. Um, you can choose to either build a bridge to reconnect with them, or you can tear the bridge down and ultimately destroy the relationship. And that is a very powerful statement that when we were preparing for this and I read that, I was like, wow, when someone wrongs us, we can choose to build a bridge to reconnect with them, or we can tear the bridge down, destroying relationships. Like how many times in my life that I choose to tear the bridge down and destroy a relationship and ultimately me being a Christian 
that could have kept someone from fully engaging with everything that God wanted for them. Like, have you ever thought about that? Like how our actions can ultimately lead someone to accepting Jesus as their savior and spending eternity in heaven, or we can push them away with bad actions or nasty attitudes as Christians. Yeah. I try to always think in the glimpse of like, I might be the only person this, this, you know, guy or girl ever comes in contact to it of what Jesus might be like. And so when these things happen, I like, I like in high school or in college, like there were times I really had to think about, Hey, when this person wronged me, how should I react? Should I react, you know, eventually or, you know, get mad at them, blow up and blow up to them. Or should I actually like just say, I forgive you, man. It's not a big deal. But like with the story about Joseph, something huge happens. Like he was wrong. Like in no point of his life that we can tell, it's like he's in the wrong here and that he has constantly been blessed by God as he's moving forward. And then he has a chance to completely just wipe out his brothers basically. And I was like, I don't know where I was like, I hope I choose forgiveness in those moments. I hope I can, you know, let God lead me in that. I was like, but when I've never been to such a big part of my life, like, okay, I'm going to give this person forgiveness because what ultimately is going to happen is going to change both of our lives. I have never had to do something like someone might have been a jerk to me and they'd like hang out and say like, Hey, it's no big deal. Like I didn't bother me the next day or something like that, but something this big, I've never had to really, you know, seek forgiveness on or give someone forgiveness. Right. And it's a tough one. It's a very tough place because some people, you feel like they don't deserve forgiveness, mm-hmm. but then at the end of the day, none of us deserve what God gives us because we're all sinners. We're born into sin. Um, and every day we make hundreds of mistakes that disobey what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. And yet all we have to do is ask for forgiveness and he will be there for us. And so it's one of those things like you were saying that it's very hard to imagine. Um, and I know a lot of you have real hurt in your past or you're currently living in a lot of hurt, kind of like our stories. Um, and if you're in that place and you need someone to talk to, one of our tribe leaders would love to connect with you and talk with you um, and show you what true biblical forgiveness looks like. Um, and one of the pa- most powerful things that I ever learned about forgiveness in my life is that I can't wait for the other person to say, I'm sorry. Like sometimes I have to forgive them before they even say, I'm sorry, just because it weighs so much um, on me. One of my pastors used to say, um, revenge, I'm going to get this quote wrong. Uh, Revenge is like trying to give, uh, trying to get back at someone, but you're drinking the poison or something like that. I've messed the quote up. That's a really good quote. (laughs) Clearly, I don't say it very often. He says it better. Yeah, he says it better. I'll look it up and we'll put it on the Instagram. If I remember. Do Yes. I think it's unforgiveness is is like drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. Yes, that's it. Logan, and for the win. Thank you, Logan. I knew we kept you around all these years for something. That was your moment, Logan. Thank you for that. You did great. So, ultimately today, what we're trying to get across to you is this when you can't see the bigger picture choose to forgive so luke what are some ways that we can choose to forgive and to start seeing the bigger picture so i think the best way we can like start off with is just starting small so we can practice by extending grace give someone grace when they don't deserve it or we can forgive someone or 
maybe just be peace in other people's lives. Like when things are starting up big, be able to give peace in that. And the second thing we can do is forgive first. So like you said, like sometimes the best thing, like even if you're, you don't feel like you're in the wrong or maybe you're in the right, just forgive. Be like, Hey, I'm sorry that argument even started. Like it shouldn't have been that, like shouldn't have gone that big or I know this happened, but I'm here to forgive first. I'm here to choose to forgive you first because when we make that first move, it starts a better conversation. It starts an easier conversation and to lean into what maybe is bigger in your relationship with your friend. And then the third thing is pursuing forgiveness. So we can't control others. And I think that's a big part of my life. I am a big control guy. I like to control what I do and people that are close to me. Like I want them to act like this. I want them to do like this, but in the end I can't, I can't do that. So you have to remember that. I know I have to remember we can't control others, but we can control what I can control is how I treat people and how you treat people is how you can control one thing. So how someone treats you, you can, whenever someone treats you badly, you can treat how, sorry, you can control how you respond. And so that's responding in grace or in forgiveness, but we can't just be thinking like, all right, I'm going to do this instantaneously. Like it's going to, it's going to be a buildup. Like, Maybe just a conversation in your head, like, okay, when this person says uh, this is something rude or mean to me, I'm going to just be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I forgive you. It's, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm sorry I react in this way. So don't be afraid to, like, build up and work up to this because maybe someone has wronged you and you have felt this anger towards them. But maybe today you're like, I need to let that go. I need to be able to forgive them today. But just do it small. Small steps is what's going to lead to the bigger thing. Let God slowly work through you, slowly work through you in that. I think that's one of the like most important things is constantly pursue forgiveness because in the end we are not always right. So when you can't see the bigger picture, choose to forgive. Constantly choose to forgive. Yeah. Even if it's hard, choose to forgive. So before we log off for tonight, we want to hear from some of you if you're willing to share. And the question we're going to end on is this. What is the hardest thing for you about choosing forgiveness. So in your life, what do you think is the hardest part of forgiving someone? Um, so if you want to answer that question, shake your uh, hand and <laughs> our phone or something like that and we'll or unmute yourself and start talking, any, any of those things. All right, go ahead, bud. I unmute. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I think the best part, or the part that makes it the hardest, is probably how good it feels when you see that what happened to you or the worst happens to the other person. Yeah. So tell us again your name. Tell us what grade you're in. What school do you go to? Uh, Jeremiah Gunn. I live in Marion, Illinois, and I go to the Marion High School. Sweet. What grade are you in, Jeremiah? I'm a freshman. Sweet. Awesome. Glad you are here. Anyone else want to share what for you is the hardest part about choosing forgiveness? JC. Um, I think the hardest thing is acknowledging the fact or accepting the fact that you're letting go 
of the drama between the other person. Yeah. And you. Are you talking to me? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> JC, that was a moment made for Zoom. Thank you for letting us experience that. But yes, I would agree that sometimes that is the hardest part of it. Let's see. Anyone else got something they would like to share? Kylie? Kylie, go ahead. Okay. Um, probably the hardest part is... Um, Acknowledging that they're worthy of your forgiveness, which oftentimes we don't want to acknowledge that and we don't want to admit that everyone's worthy of forgiveness because we were first forgiven. That's good. Mm-hmm. Tell us where you go to school and uh, what grade you're in. I go to Vina High School and I'm a senior. Congratulations on graduating. <laughs> um, Thank you. Excited for you. What are, like, what are you planning on doing after high school? Um, I've been accepted into a uh, nursing school, so I will be going to be a nurse. Congrats. Sweet, Thank sweet. you. Congratulations. Uh, anyone else? Let's see. Let's end on a leader. So it's either going to be Logan, Aubrey, or JC Walker, or all three. Dun, dun, dun. Who's going to move first? Logan wants his hair off. <laughs> Let's go to Aubrey first, because I feel like every time we go to JC first, her microphone doesn't work. So we'll try Aubrey, and then we'll go to JC. I think it's because JC lives in the middle of nowhere. But I don't know. I kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Aubrey! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took your glasses off. Yeah, because I feel like I was being judged. And there was a oh. Like the oh, there was a glare. Your blue glasses that were supposed to help with screens had a glare on them. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, I guess uh, giving away like your own pride, I guess, like mm-hmm. humbling yourself. Yeah, that's the word. Humbling myself to give up whatever I'm holding on to is probably my hardest things. That is so true. So true. Thanks for sharing, Aubrey. JC, we're coming to you. We're crossing our fingers, hoping okay, that you're probably, Go ahead. Yes, there's probably going to be a big lag because our internet is not good. But um, I think the hardest part for me about forgiveness is just being able to let go of the hurt because um, I'm somebody who like feels the hurt deeply, like when somebody does something wrong against me. And so I think the hardest thing for me is just being able to look past that and to see the other person and um, just being able to forgive them despite the pain that I feel about it. I think just being able to look past it and know that um, that is what Christ models that, you know, he died on a cross and that um, he was also in pain, but was able to look past that and forgive us. And so we are also able to do the same. So I think that's it for me. Sweet. I love that. I love that. Logan, you, you got anything to add? Can you hear me okay? Yes. yes. Um, I think the, you guys all kind of hit the head, but uh, for me, it's like you, you want to hold on to it and you want to be the one that uh, that can either cause that pain back to them or you know cause that revenge. And uh, uh, you, you don't want to, like JC said, you don't want to admit that they're, they're worthy of forgiveness or that they they also should be forgiven. You, you think that they wronged you so bad that uh, they don't forgive it. And so 
that's the hardest part, I guess, of, of giving forgiveness. But boy, it's a it is a sweet relief when you do give it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good. So wise, all three of you. Yes, I think Logan's the most wise because he has gray in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what how you get wise. Like you yeah. get gray in your beard, and wisdom just flows through. Right. He might have dyed his beard gray. That's <laughs> something Logan would do. He would like do something <laughs> like that. Um, so this ends our Joseph series. We're going to start a new series next week. Uh, it's going to be great. And we want you to be there. And we want you to invite your friends to be there. And tell us what you want to do on these things. Like, we're open to suggestions. If you want to have, like, a cooking tutorial, we can do that. <laughs> we can try our best. We can try our best. Burn down the house. I don't know. How to boil a hot dog. How to boil an egg. <laughs> how to wash clothes. I mean, you know how to wash your clothes. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Chores for your mother and father. Yes. <laughs> um, but we love you guys. For those of you who logged on for the first time, Thank you for being here, Landon. We're going to get you your gift card. Um, guys, don't forget we have a Zoom call on Wednesday at 6. And girls, there's a Zoom call for you on Thursday at 6, just so we can check in and see how you're doing. Be sure to follow us on our social media um, accounts. Yeah, and if you want to do a try moment, we have, I think, I think four or five people left. So we'd love to get one from you so we can play it and put it on our Instagram and Facebook accounts and people are absolutely loving them. Like I know they're super inspiring to me and super encouraging and a tribe moment. If you don't know what that is, it's what Caleb did earlier and Caleb absolutely killed it. And we're so proud of him. So yeah, if you want to do one of those, just please message us on cstone.students on Instagram. Yeah. We'd love to get a hold of you. Also, if you are a high school senior, your parents should have received an email or seen a post on Facebook about turning in a senior profile for you. So if your parents haven't done that, if you don't know what I'm talking about and they don't know what I'm talking about, tell them to go look at our Instagram or Facebook or check out cstonestudents.link forward slash info, which is the link in our Instagram bio. So you can fill out your senior profile and not get left out of the celebration. Mm-hmm. We want to celebrate you. Yep. We love you, seniors. I mean, and everyone else. We love us. <laughs> We love happy, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. If you don't fill out the form, we might not love you. So, or you might not love us. Mm-hmm. We're talking about forgiveness. So we're going to forgive each other and we're just going to love each other. We're going to forgive you first. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's all we got for today. We hope you guys stay safe. Be sure to wash your hands and... Hashtag wash your hands. All that good stuff. Put lotion on after you wash your hands or they're going to get drunk. Yep. That's all we got. We'll all see right. you next time.